This is The Corporate Shadow. I'm Dr. Ryan Giffen, a professor and human resources coach helping people just like you overcome workplace nonsense and bad bosses. Is there anything more nerve-wracking than preparing to ask for a raise? You've been working diligently, sacrificing holidays and vacations and going the extra mile for the employer. They should have noticed your dedication by now, but it doesn't seem you'll hear the long-awaited news anytime soon. Join me as I offer six tips on how to ask your boss for a raise. Hey, so before we dive into the show, did you know that I offer a service to help employees just like you that may want to get some career guidance or work through some workplace issues and not knowing how to talk to their boss or like today's episode, ask for a raise. You can go to inospire.com and actually sign up for a free account and have a free 15 minute consultation with me and reasonably priced if you wanna talk even longer. But the best part is not only is it free, you can actually receive articles, blogs, videos, career development tools to help you navigate the workplace. So without sounding too overly salesy, I promise you, you won't be disappointed. And again, it's free, so why not? Go to inospire.com, click start now for your free membership. So even though employees are satisfied with their employer, for the most part, 52% of employees feel uneasy negotiating their salary. On the other side, 30% are worried about losing their jobs, while 49% don't want to be perceived negatively. But no matter how nervous they were, 55% of those who asked for a raise got it. So don't allow the fear to stop you. Find the right moment and go toward your goal. After all, if you don't ask, you'll never know. So since we know how frightening this can be, I wanna share with you some tips, right? I have six tips on asking for a raise. But before I share those six tips, what pay raise can you expect? You know, the salary increase depends on various aspects, including your responsibilities, your job tenure, your skills. But when asking for a raise, you should know what to expect and the scope you should aim for. After a year like no other due to COVID-19, you might wonder what is an acceptable amount more than ever before. According to the Society of Human Resources Management, 2021 predictions show that the average percentage increase in salary budget has not changed much since 2020. Bonuses are also less common, considering that companies that offer performance-based variable salaries went from 73% to just under 70% between 2019 and 2020. Mercer's insights from November 2020 hinted at the same. After 
polling in the 9% of organizations that have indicated either no merit increase or salary freezes, the median budget boost dropped to 2.4% for a merit increase and 2.8% for total increases. That doesn't even meet the inflation rate. Companies that struggle the most with the pandemic aftermaths plan to increase their financial plans by 1.8%. That's not very much. However, these numbers that I am sharing with you are important to know because it gives you a perspective or averages on what you may expect when you ask for a raise as a starting point. So you know what your starting point is, is in terms of your worth. Now, there are different types of raises we could ask for. When asking for a salary increase, employees tend to wonder what type of a raise they want. You know, indeed, to leave a professional, to leave a professional confident and self-assured impression, you should choose the right timing and reason for the raise. And you should back up your request with proper facts and accurate data to negotiate your compensation. I cannot tell you how many times folks have come into my HR office as a starting point and asked me, hey, I deserve a raise. You need to give it to me. And I have to respectfully say, one, I'm not your boss and I'm happy to help facilitate and give you some guidance. But two, it's all about the company. And I've said this in previous shows. It's all about the company, the company's bottom line and what the company can do. So you have to keep that in mind and come forward with facts, whether that is how much you contribute to the organization, showing the difference between since you were hired from that job description to the reality of the new job description, you have to demonstrate the difference. So here are the frequent types of salary increases that you can expect. The first one is known as COLA, not the soda, but COLA, the cost of life adjustment, or some call it cost of living adjustments. Due to inflation, overall prices increase every year. So um, this tends to make you know life more expensive, as you know, uh, as minimum wage increases than uh, all other commodities are likely going to increase throughout the economy. So it's necessary to think about real wage increases and nominal increases when you're considering COLA. A nominal salary boost is the increased amount of your compensation, and we compare that to dollars. So for example, if last year you received $60,000, but this year you're receiving $75,000, your nominal salary boost or the difference, is $15,000. On the other side, a real salary boost is how much your compensation has increased compared to the buying power of your government. Hence, COLA ensures that your pay aligns with the cost of living, thus maintaining your buyer Uh, your buyer power being unaffected, essentially. Okay? Another type of salary raise is known as the performance-based salary boost, which is what you are most likely acquainted with. Employees often earn a promotion with their hard work and stellar results. 
Hence, if you continuously put extra effort into your tasks, being innovative and helping your colleagues, this is the kind of raise you want. There's the promotions and additional responsibilities raise, right? How much you earn is associated with your job position, daily operations, and responsibilities. The higher you climb the corporate or professional ladder, the more competitive your salary. As a result, this type of raise comes with getting promoted and having more activities on your plate. My prediction as another salary type increase that we are going to see here, uh, if we haven't already, is the equity pay increase. The equity pay increase is the type of raise that employers give to ensure all employees who have the same work responsibilities also earn the same regardless of their gender, age, race, etc. However, this type of increase also happens when a new and seasoned worker receives the same pay or when a gig employee then becomes a full-time hire. But again, my prediction says that the equity pay increase will be more and more common as companies are not only about are going to get sued because uh, the issue is being uh, discovered, whether that's the gender wage gap where women are earning that 73 cents to the dollar, or it's due to race. I really do think we're going to start seeing this. The other type of salary increase that you're probably familiar with is the probation completion period. Right, If the company decides to hire you and you've completed your training in 90 days or whatever it is, the internship, the probation period, whatever you want to call it, there's a little boop, uh, a little bump in pay, not a boop, or it could be a boop, but a bump in pay. And then there's the incentive boost, right? This is the review-based raise that ensures that the work tenure and the quality aligns with motivating you to keep the good work going. So why do I share these types of salary increases to you? And the reason I do this is so you go into your boss's office with the data, right? With the, with the facts, with the knowledge. Knowledge is power in this situation. That when you go to your boss and you realize that you are a woman, perhaps, that you feel and you have discovered that your male counterpart who has been there several years less than you is earning a higher pay than you, you have the right to go to your boss and essentially say, hey, not only do I believe I'm entitled, I am entitled to a COLA and performance-based salary increase, but we need to talk about equity pay increase as well. That's three areas, right? Three areas that you hit and you sound extremely intelligent and super knowledgeable and you're talking the business lingo, which is what your boss and business owners tend to register in their heads with. So that is the most important reason why I'm sharing these types of salary increases. Now, before you actually go to your boss and ask for the raise, the number one most important piece of advice I can share with you, and I am happy to help you with this uh, through uh, Enospire, is research the compensation before approaching your manager. You have to get a basis of the market and what it is doing. Ensure that you have the accurate information when you're preparing your, uh, your I believe I deserve a raise speech, right? It is what could save you from having your request declined or not having enough facts to support your exposition. 
No matter if you believe your work is underpaid or you've been on the same salary level for the same time or you feel that you are not receiving equal pay under the law due to equity issues, you still need to research the market before making your case. Gather the data, analyze whether or not the compensation you are seeking is truly realistic for the size of the organization, the location of the organization, what their total sales numbers are, the amount of full-time employee equivalents that they hire, et cetera. There are several websites out there, right, that can help you figure this out. Um, if you are a premium subscriber to LinkedIn, that can give you some insight, particularly for a publicly traded company. If you're looking to apply for a nonprofit, you have access to all their financials. Pull their financials, their annual income tax returns, their corporate tax returns, and see what they are paying in total salary and wages, and you get a pretty good idea of what to expect. So now let's get into the top six tips on how to ask for a salary boost. Number one, brainstorm the details. As I just mentioned, you need to consider the market. So research the market. What is the global uh, economy or the situation? What are the company revenues? And what accomplishments uh, have you achieved when you're brainstorming through these ideas? Now, of course, be fair and realistic when preparing your request, but don't underestimate yourself. Even though you should do it in person, Rehearse your speech by writing down all the reasons why you deserve a raise. Be coherent and center your request around why you deserve the pay increase instead of why you need it. Remember what I said earlier, it's about the company. So, so make your case, make your case in why you deserve it instead of why you need it. There is a big difference there. Try not to be shy. Be assertive. Include all the achievements and projects, especially those independent projects you worked so hard on, those projects that you completed, and the positive impact of the work that you left. Talk about concrete examples when you helped the team or company reach an objective. Increase the revenues, surpass the competition, or when you took additional responsibilities, you want to notate all of these things. Mention the exact numbers. Numbers register with business owners, right? It has a powerful effect. So think about whether you brought in 10 new clients or perhaps your team created a product that helped the organization generate impressive revenues. If you did this, bring that up. Whatever it is, focus on what makes you indispensable and worthy of a salary raise. If you feel more comfortable, write a concise list of your accomplishments and print it out. Share it with your employer as you speak, right? This can make it easier for them to decide if they see it in writing. So brainstorm the details is my first big piece of advice. Number two, choose the right timing and set up a meeting. Although you should always give your best at work, pay extra attention in the period before you want to set up a meeting to ask for a raise. You know, ideally, it would be after the review period when your boss is more aware of your progress and accomplishments. During this time, cement your position as a hardworking, dedicated, and passionate worker 
who goes the extra mile. But give examples, right? You just don't say that. You, you got to give examples of how you are dedicated and how you've gone the extra mile. Concrete examples as part of your brainstorm session. Let your boss know that your main goal is to advance in your role, increase your knowledge and responsibilities, and drive profitability to the bottom line. Encourage their feedback. Get some, get some of their feedback and implement it into your work to actually show your determination to be successful with the company. In fact, if possible, organize your schedule so that you can take on additional responsibilities, not for pay, but think of it as an internship opportunity. You know, when I was working at the front desk, my, one of my very first hotel jobs, the front desk of the Courtyard Marriott in Buena Park, California, I was a front desk agent, and I was hired in December of 2000. And several months later, the September 11th, 2001, terrorist attacks occurred. And the hospitality industry was decimated as in terms of travel. And so my boss could no longer do payroll because she was forced, politely, <laughs> to take her paid vacation. She had several weeks of vacation accrued. And so rather than laying off employees, they asked managers to take a vacation. In return, folks, I stepped up to the plate as an hourly employee and I wanted to learn payroll. Our employees still have to get paid that are still working. Who's going to do payroll? I want to learn it. I can do it. And that's exactly what I did. By taking on additional responsibilities, not asking for more money, but basically learning what it meant to do payroll, what it meant to to do the period and monthly critique every four weeks for the ownership group. These are things that I learned from, a, from the standpoint of this is going to help me down the road. So if you do that, your boss sees that as someone who is invested, someone who is um, essentially motivated. They want to be with the company. They're passionate about the company. They want to learn. They want to grow. It's helping the organization. They will promote you, they will give you a raise, and hopefully they will do whatever they can to retain you. Choose the right timing, set up a meeting. Number three is very quick. Professional dress code, folks. It's pretty straightforward. And regardless of whether or not you are in person or you are online, and regardless of how relaxed the workplace may be, Always dress for success when negotiating your salary. I mean, don't go overboard, but you know, stick with business casual or business attire. Stick with the culture is what I'm saying. Look presentable, confident, and professional without trying too hard. I don't have the statistic in front of me, but I share this with my students um, when we do presentations in the classroom. There's data out there and research that has shown that when you actually put on professional attire, when you are wearing a suit and a tie and a, and a business dress or blouse uh, and trousers, those kind of things, right? You are dressing the part, you act more confident. You feel more confident. And that comes out in your presentation. So I promise you, if you dress for the part that you want to become, You will feel more confident, you will look professional, you are presentable, and thus more likely to get the raise. Number four, don't give an ultimatum. 
don't give an ultimatum. Nobody, I don't care who it is, nobody likes to feel blackmailed. And you don't want to cause a strain on the employer-employee relationship. So be careful how you word your request and ensure it doesn't sound like an ultimatum. Show understanding and be reasonable. Unless you're ready to lose your job, do not threaten that you'll quit if your boss doesn't give you a raise. Because we have seen it time and time again, and me personally have seen it time and time again from the HR desk, you will essentially be terminated. Or we call this documented out. Because we know that not only are you looking, which is fine, but the idea is that you are threatening us. Clearly, you are not in this for the right reasons. You are not here at the organization for the right purpose. And thus, you are contaminating the culture. And so you are not the right fit for our environment. So avoid giving an ultimatum. Number five, emphasize how much you love your job. Instead of being pushy, you can tell your boss how much it means to you to work in their company and how your job role helps you develop personally and professionally, and perhaps how it helps you give back to your community, right? You can mention your plans regarding the job role and your projects and how this contributes to your passion and love for your job, for the company, right? And for the employees that you work with. Number six, my last final tip is be ready for a no. Be ready for a no. No matter how much you've accomplished and how reasonable your request might be, your boss or HR could still decline. As much as they have the right to say no, you also have the right to ask why. And hopefully if you are in a culture of transparency, I'm hopeful that the reason why uh, is that, that they will share the reason why. And it, whether that's salary or budget constraints or because you haven't been there long enough or whatever, I just hope there's some transparency there. If not, I would probably second guess um, why I'm there. Consider what your next steps are going to be, all right? Would having your requests denied be a true deal breaker or are you willing to make a compromise? For example, you could ask for a work hour adjustment or maybe get an all paid expense trip to a conference that's significant for your job role, right? Or maybe you can have every other Friday off, right? There's other types of compensation folks other than your salary, which by the way is gonna be taxable. So maybe you can request some additional things, whether that's an expense account, a paid gas card, uh, a paid cell phone, internet reimbursement for your home, if you're working from home at times, etc. In conclusion, asking for a raise is inevitably uncomfortable. It, it continues to cause uneasy feelings. Even if you're a seasoned employee with years of experience, it can still be uncomfortable. But as a worker, you have the right to ask for a raise. But again, consider the timing, do the market research, and be reasonable in your request. And of course, be prepared in case they say no and what you will do next if they say no. My challenge to you 
is to get out a piece of paper. To get out a piece of paper. And if you feel that you deserve a raise and you're ready to make that move, to go to your boss and ask for that raise, get out a piece of paper. And I want you to write down all the accomplishments that you have made at that employer since you have been there. And then once you write those down, I want you to get a job description the job description in which you were hired from. And I want you to compare the job description that you were originally hired from to the actual accomplishments, the skills, the abilities, the tasks that you do day in and day out. And I want you to compare the two. And I want you to go into that job description and I want you to redline and edit that job description with track changes, whether that's in a Google document or a Word document, but redline it. And you will see how much you have accomplished. And that is the basis of your argument, friends. You take that document and you sit down with your boss one-on-one and you say, hey, check it out. This is how, uh, these were the tasks in which I was hired to complete. Here's my reality of my job. This is what I'm doing now. I would like to discuss a realignment of my compensation. Do that. Once you do that and you have it sketched out, my next challenge to you, and I know I sound like a broken record, but I want to help you. Gosh darn it. Go to inospire.com, sign up for free, and contact me. Get a free 15-minute consultation with me one-on-one. We'll, we'll, we'll open up a Zoom. I'll look at your job description, your document. We'll talk about your um your accomplishments and what you've done. And I will personally coach you to help you to help you make a strong case for when you sit down with your boss. So go to inospire.com, click for, uh, click that start now button. It's a blue button and check it out again. It's free. I'm not going to push you to buy something that you don't want. I want to help you. That's why I'm giving those 15 minute consultations for free. For free. When you earn more money, everyone benefits. The economy benefits. My future social security fund benefits, right? We all benefit somehow. So I want to help you. So go check it out. The Corporate Shadow is produced by Innospire Inc., views expressed in the corporate shadow does not reflect the opinions or views of California State University Long Beach. For the corporate shadow, I'm Dr. Ryan Giffen. Until next time, remember, you are in charge of your career. And no matter what you do at work, you are always casting a corporate shadow.